My name is Insane Raven, and this is Tales of the Hunts. It's a weekly podcast where I go into the storytelling of the game of platinum hunting and of my experience getting all the trophies in the game. Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that A needs no further introduction, but is also the perfect kind of showcase of why gaming is so great. And I'll explain that in a little bit, but there's a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn that I think is perfect for a first time platinum hunter. Sorry for all the background noise. My PS4 thinks it's a Aerojet and the fan in the back is on because it's hot as hell when recording. But going on about Horizon Zero Dawn, when you look at the game, there's not a lot that's interesting about it. Mechanically, I should say. It's an open world adventure game with viewpoints to sink in and enemies to take out and explore. You have a bow and arrow very much in line with the 2010's weird obsessions with bows and arrows that came out of nowhere. And in a lot of ways, I'd even say that this is on the borderline of being a generic Ubisoft style game. But what makes Horizon Zero Dawn truly phenomenal, truly great, is Aloy and is the world that got created around her. I watched the, the no clip documentary of making on the making of Horizon Zero Dawn. And one of the things that struck me that really kind of nails and pinpoints that home is the fact that the original pitch was about a girl who loved the past and was trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic Elliptic? I can never say that word. World. The, from the very beginning, the idea of Aloy was what made the game. The idea of this hunter scavenging through this world, this ruined world, is what made the game. Now, in the game's development, there were many questions of what this meant for Guerrilla Games, who at this point had only been making sci-fi first-person shooters. The jump was going to be quite uncomfortable. But as Guerrilla tends to do, was that they did it in a very Dutch way of asking the entire company of what do you want to make? After making first-person shooters for about 10 years, they very quickly saw that the vast majority of their staff had very little interest in continuing that line of game development. Yes, they didn't all of a sudden hate guns and never wanted to feature a gun in their game. They just didn't want it to be the focus. And when the studio itself seeking more creativity and more colorful aspects in their gaming world, in their work, it's quick and easy to see why Killzone was losing its preference within the studio. Horizon Zero Dawn was based off the idea of how do we make a game that's not Killzone? How do we make something colorful and wondrous and amazing? How do we make this character feel like a hunter? 
and where do we go from there? Watching the no clip documentary, which is on YouTube free of charge, and if you are curious and you haven't been watching no clip documentaries and you love the ideas and creativity that spark some of your some of the greatest games, I highly recommend giving their channel a subscription and just doing as much as you can to support them as well because they are doing amazing amazing work getting to sit down and talking to the developers of these studios something that i wish i could do and just asking them how did this come to be what we see with gorilla studios is not only a company when they were making horizon zero dawn that was tired of doing the same thing and wanted more they even sided with a creative burnout-esque way of looking into how they were going when they were like well we wanted to do something new but just this openness within the company now again it's a documentary they could very easily be like no we're all low rainbows and sunshine here please don't look at us further but based off of the way that they're talking I'm more inclined to believe them and as far as I know, we haven't heard any horrible things about the company. But Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that, generic in its mechanics and its gameplay, it is quite amazing in its world. In the options that it does give you of, well, you have this bow and arrow and we can specify sp- certain status effects and we can do this and we can do that to make it interesting turns the entire game on its head and it was just back at a time when in the channel in insane raven's life my life as a gamer i wanted to highlight at least one game that made everyone go kind of crazy in the year before for and 2017 was definitely a packed year so was 2018 and then 2019, since then, we've hasn't quite been the same level of unifying this is the game. You know, everyone has had their opinions for sure, but there hasn't been that like singular this is the game. I don't know. I, I'm very excited to play Horizon Forbidden West. I, it's one of the games that. I am actually saving for the PS5, even though I won't actually get my hands on a PS5 until a PS5 Pro comes out. Horizon Forbidden West is probably going to be one of the first games I cover as a part of a PS5 lineup, as well as Astro Boy, which will be the first game I do. It will be the first game I talk about on the PS5, and from then on, this podcast goes into three generations, you know, we're going PS3 to PS5, let's go, but I guess it's only fair that we start talking about the trophies, Uh, the trophies of Horizon Zero Dawn are almost generic and quite easy to get, I would argue that if you haven't already, Horizon Zero Dawn is the perfect game to Platinum especially for newcomers to the trophy hunting world i can't recommend a game as much as i can recommend horizon zero dawn a lot of the gameplay mechanics are something that you would have already known through other games and its world is so bright and colorful and 
wonderful to explore that you're going to want to do it anyway. In that ideology, I'm not going to... I'm going to try not to spoil anything. When it comes to trophy descriptions, I'm going to try to keep it as nondescript as possible. Because, hey, if you are going to trophy hunt this game, there's not a lot that actually needs to be explained. A lot of it tends to just be do this kind of thing X amount of times or play through the story or collect everything or the collectibles within the world. And most of these actually get maps in-game that you don't need that you can go ahead and purchase and explore through as you're going through the game. Almost everything in this game is available to you if you put in the time. Because effort is not really a thing here. Yes, there are going to be difficult parts, but the difficulty never gets to the point where you feel locked out of content. Whereas, you know, doing Resident Evil 7 on Madhouse difficulty or playing a Soulsborne game is easily something that can lock stuff off. How the idea of running any Resident Evil game on its hardest difficulty, thereby getting different things and different jump scales and different prizes feels like it's closing you off. Just a thought. But here we go. Let's talk about the trophy, shall we? It's a trophy hunting podcast. We're 10 minutes in and I haven't mentioned a single trophy. Let's change that, shall we? Followed Rost's teachings. It's a campaign trophy, so it's defeating the Sawtooth. Two campaign trophies that show you exactly the kind of game you're getting into. What does it mean to be an open world action game? And also a game or trophies that between these two trophies, your tutorial trophies essentially, you pretty much know every every trick that the game is going to enable you to have. There are different customization things and different ways of doing those things. And the game is going to surprise you left and right with its creatures and with its world. But everything that you can do has been made quite obvious right from the get-go. Stealth killed 10 machines. This is for performing a stealth kill on 10 different machines. Again, quite easy. First modification, use the weapon coil or outfit weave on a modifiable weapon or outfit going more into that generic open world stuff you get to customize and create your weapon tree any any good open world adventure game with its salt would have this kind of option and we see it here as well triumph in the proving campaign trophy tore off 10 components this is something that you end up needing to do to go farther and take down some of the bigger machines in this world. And it's one of the things that I think Horizon Zero Dawn does that differs itself from other open world games like this. There are certain points in the on the beast that you can target for extra damage but then it will actually rip off and change how the enemy attacks and how you interact with said enemy. For example, with the Thunderjaws, they have these dying 
they have these giant disc launches. And by attacking, you'll be able to you'll be able to use those disc launches against your Thunder Maul, your giant T-Rexes, and that becomes a really cool and unique element to this game. As much as I've been talking about how there isn't a lot of uniqueness to the gameplay mechanics, there are. I'm a liar. First banner camp cleared, very much like your your typical Fall Cry stuff. You need to clear out all the bandit camps and they're all marking your map. First ancient vessel found. Found an ancient vessel once used by the old ones. One of the fun little flavor texts of the world is that this is basically just a cup. You'll find ancient cups of different uh, things in the world that just make you make you giggle. First tall neck overridden, scaled with tall neck and accessed its information. These are your radio towers, except they move and they're in the shape of giant bronchiosaurus. And if you're a big Lego person, you can actually pick up a Lego tall neck and build that. I would love to do do that one day and just build up a, a tall neck because I love Legos. Legos are so much fun. That's why I end up platinuming a lot of those games. They're freaking amazing. Reached level 10. Duh. Headshot 30 human enemies. Killed 30 human enemies by head landing headshots on them. Is what you get on the 10. <laughs> three strikes from above. Killed three enemies using strike from above skill. That you just need to unlock the skill in your skill tree. And then you'll be able to do it. Again, quite simple. Uh, victorious from... Victorious with the War Chief campaign trophy, not gonna explain it. First metal flower found. Discovered a strange metal flower. These are on these are metal flowers found in weird patterns of organic flowers. And after exploring the world enough that you can actually buy a map and a guide to where all these metal flowers exist. Kinda cool. Really interesting. First corrupted zone cleared, clear, killed all the corrupted machines in the corrupted zone. Not pretty easy, all in all. Um, fight back the corruption, that's a campaign trophy. First vantage found, found and accessed a vantage data point, another one of the collectibles in game. First Banuk figure found, found a wooden effigy left by a Banuk traveler, another collectible. Again, all accessible in your through maps in the game and just exploring the world of the game, which is something that this game does really well. It makes you want to explore the world because of Aloy. She's such a good character. First core overridden, reached the core. Of, oh, nope, not gonna tell you anymore. <laughs> I started reading things. That is a, uh, a campaign trophy. All Tarnax overridden, scaled all of the Tarnax and accessed their information. Collectible trophy, all Banuk figures found, collectible trophy, all recon machines killed, killed at least one of every type of reconnaissance machine. These are some of your smaller creatures in the game. And just by going through and picking up different parts from the game for crafting, you'll be able to do this. 10 vulnerable machine kills, killed 10 machines weak to fire while burning or weak to freezing while frozen. Again, one of the cool elements 
is that some of your machine enemies have elemental weaknesses, which is cool. Tour all five heavy weapons. Detach the five heavy weapons from machines during combat. One of the things I explained a little bit earlier. Nothing really to write home about there. Seven types of machines overridden. Unlocked and used the overrides for seven different types of machine. Really cool. And end up giving you companions. All ancient vessels found. All metal flowers found. Both of these are collectibles. Really fun to do. Reached level 25. All machines cataloged, encountered, and focus scanned every type of machine. Now, by doing this, you will be able to tell which machines are recon machines. So keep that in mind. Um, and it's also why I didn't really go into it because if you're cataloging all your machines, you're scanning all of them. You're gonna find out which are which are which when it comes to the other trophies. Saved Meriden from its foe, not going to tell you about that. Learned from all the ancient past. Learned of the ancient past, both of those are campaign trophies, not going to tell you about that. All cores overridden. Reach the core of every cauldron and access the information. Within, this is actually, starts out as a campaign thing and then quickly becomes a side activity thing. Um, giving you more information and more stuff, really fun. All suns at one ground earned at least a half sun mark in all three trials at one hunting ground. Pretty easy. Another one of those side activity things that you can do. Cracks the Eclipse Network. Knock a campaign trophy. Discovered the Truth campaign trophy. All transports machines killed. Another one of the things that you will find out by cataloging all of them. I believe there's also like a counter in your game when you're looking through it's like how many ones you've killed so go ahead and use that as well all vantages found all combat machines killed or a question acquisition machines killed all of these are collectibles in their own mark again go ahead and scan things you'll get things done broke the siege of all mother campaign trophy blazing suns at one ground earn a blazing sun mark in all three trials at one Hunting ground, side mission. Like I said, most of these things there aren't really a lot to talk about because it's just a matter of collect all the things, do you know whatever. Cleared all bandit camps, down twenty-three grazer dummies, found and knocked over all the grazer training dummies in the Nora region. This one's actually difficult because there is no guide. And there is nothing really to it. But most of these grazer dummies, if not all of them, are like in the middle of a settlement. If they're not in the settlement, they'll be right outside their settlement, close by. There are guides that you can find on Power Prax or PlayStation 5 trophies that you can go ahead and get those from. Pretty easy. Aided the defectors. That's a campaign trophy. Reached level 40. Uh, hunted Red Maul with Talena. This is actually a the end mission in a side mission story arc. So there's a character. What you need to do is that you need to rise through the ranks of the Hunter's Lodge first. That's a whole set of side missions you have to do. And at the end of that side mission story arc, you'll have the opportunity to meet with a character called Talana. Talana is 
like the best hunter in the hunter's tribe. And she's going to ask you to go on a hunt. All you have to do is complete that hunt with Talana and you'll get this trophy. One of the things that it's important... By doing this, you'll also be able to get her help when it comes time for the final mission. I believe that also is true with Aid of the Defectors, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. I'm not sure if that's a side mission or if it's a campaign mission, which is why I didn't go into all that. All skills learned, learned all available skills, all suns at all grounds, earned at least a half sun mark in all trials on the hunting grounds, but that's not going full mounted. To go full mounted, you need blazing suns at all grounds. Both of these are super um, are collectibles on side missions. It's just kind of stuff to fill your time, but they don't feel like padding. They very much feel like, oh, this is going to make me a better hunter when I'm out there in this world. Recovered a powerful weapon. Um, this is a, yeah, this is a campaign thing. I'm not going to tell you about that. Got the shield weaver outfit. I be, This is like recovering an ancient technology and putting it to use. There's like a weird sidestep thing that you have to do. It kind of reminded me of all the Assassin's Creed games where you had to do like a specific like collect all the things to put them into a thing type mission that got you the armor of Brutus in Revelations out. Uh, Altair's outfit and a couple of ones. But it's that kind of thing. And they're all guides, again, on PS5 trophies to go pick up and to go look through. Um, all corrupted zones cleared in every corrupted zone. That's a side activity thing, not, not that difficult. All allies joined. Given Alo's actions, all possible optional allies joined the defense. This is the one and only missable trophy in the entire game. And this trophy has reminded me that no, actually, eight of the defectors and um, eight of the escapees of Uthid and the child king Itaman from the shadow Kaja. That is a side mission trophy. So you need to do that one, Talana, and then there's one more side mission that you have to do from like an actual character, not like a random NPC from a stall. Like there's an actual character that goes behind it. You need to do those missions. And you need to do those missions before you do the final mission in the game, which then gets you this trophy. I just can't remember what that was. And I'm sorry. But PS5 trophies and power packs will both have guides on how to get that trophy as well. Reached level 50. Ended the war machine threats. That is your last mission in the campaign. And by doing all of that, you'll get the all trophies obtained. Obtained all Horizon Zero Dawn trophies. And by doing this, and by sending a lovely little email to Sony, they'll actually give you a wallpaper showing off that you, for your PS4, Showing that you have, in fact, platinumed Horizon Zero Dawn. But that is it. Not a lot really to talk about when it comes to Horizon Zero Dawn. Because the trophies themselves are so easy. 
Like, there's not a lot of stuff that actually is going to make you sweat or that needs tips and tricks, as it were, to trying to get through. But Horizon Zero Dawn is a game about its world. It is a game that is beautiful and wondrous, and I'm so excited to one day play Horizon Forbidden West when I get my PS5 Pro Max Plus Plus Plus, whatever they end up calling it. Um, But thank you for going on this little journey with me, and I will see you guys on my next episode. Bye-bye. Oh, I, I forgot. One last thing. I have enabled listener support on this podcast now you might wonder why would i want to add listener support well i want to take this podcast up a notch and one of the things that i can do with that is pay someone to do a jingle because i am not musically talented whatsoever and if you listen to me prattle on about gaming and the stories that make these games for 25 minutes already i think you'd want to see it get better Hopefully, I don't know, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I really do want to continue to find ways to make this show better for you guys. And my immediate thing that I can think of is getting a jingle and making a jingle for this. So listener support will go to bettering the channel and bettering the podcast for all intents and purposes once we get a jingle up the next goal would essentially be the just giving me more freedom to do this full time and through listener support that's what i plan on doing with this so again i'm gonna try to keep finding ways to make you know your support give you upfront ways of saying like this is what you guys did because I have not been able to. I really. Let me rephrase that. I really hate when people are like, hey, please send the support, and then you don't really see the immediate effects of what that looks like. And one of the immediate effects of what that would look like was I wouldn't have to work a job that makes me sleep for half the day. And I'd be able to actually get these out at like lunchtime and not dinner time. A bit more practical for you. And the jingle, I'll be able to get you guys a jingle and that kind of stuff. So that's what that that's what listener support will be going for. Um, and I would try to just get and find better ways to make it more obvious of to what your support would be doing. I didn't want to talk for too long about this. It's already been two minutes. So thank you guys for your time. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.